I'll start this podcast by saying not to watch this podcast today. You know Absolutely. why? There are three reasons why not to watch this podcast today. And why is that? What so one, this podcast is going to be very captivating. Okay. Two, it might just be very motivating for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and, the second yeah, reason, right? And you right? might just learn how to be a good leader or a good presenter. Ah. Uh. So if you don't want to be all of if you don't all want all of that then you should probably not uh listen to this podcast or you know watch this podcast on YouTube. Right. So yeah, <laughs> for those three reasons if you don't want to develop all those then not to watch this episode today. So when I era era bhane bhane no herni tara no era bhane bhane pachi then there might be people who watch it right? It's like nagara uh, vanen garong garong lagsanta. No sojo, no sojo, no sojo lagsanta. Exactly. So, so you concept, yeah, concept ma. You da ekdam a interesting video I got you a few, I think few years back. Yeah, yeah. And that's where people discovered who <laughs> Mansi Agrawal. So yeah, Mansi. Welcome uh, to Pop Talk, Mansi. Thank you so much. That was the nicest way anyone has introduced me in a long, long time. Please, no hear no ola your podcast. Please, no hear no ola. Very oh, interesting concept. They, right? It was amazing. Like first, when you started saying seven reasons you shouldn't come to Nepal, mm. please don't come to Nepal. I was like, because we know each other from before. Right. And I was like, what's Mansi saying? And why is she ah, doing this? Tata, why is she doing this? Yeah. Is she frustrated? Mm. <laughs> I know Nepal's so frustrated by it. There's a lot of time that happens. So talking about that seven reasons don't come to Nepal. How did that idea come to you? How how did it happen? Uh the idea honestly is not very very original. Mm-hmm. Oh. The idea has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. I think probably 8 to 10 years ago. I had read an article don't visit France. Mm-hmm. and i was like okay but i want to visit france mm-hmm. and i just came across this article i read it and it was exactly the same thing mm-hmm. so they said the food is really good but it might make you put on weight you know mm-hmm. that that's where, of, the <laughs> oh, that's where the inspiration that's where the inspiration came, came from and there. it was there in my head right. but i never thought i'll do anything about it cut to 2020 you know the pandemic is on i have done enough of cooking cleaning cribbing mm-hmm. now i want to do something better with my life and i decided to start making videos So I was making videos but I had a very big big lack of inspiration one particular week and I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then this friend of mine tells me okay let's meet at Patan we were meeting around there we had some work together. Mm-hmm. So I said okay I'll come to Patan. I wake up early in the morning. We were supposed to meet at 8 in the morning. I wake up at 4:30. I'm like yeah let's just write something about this this idea that I had. And let me just say it mm-hmm. to my friends let me write this make a video and I'll share it with my friends hopefully they'll come to Nepal when this pandemic is over mm-hmm. 4:30 to 5:30 I do research 5:30 to 6:30 I write by 7:30 I've reached Patan shot it come back home, come back met my friend at 8 so it literally happened in that one morning mm-hmm. then I forget about it for the ni- next 6 7 days and then one day I just like think okay let me edit this mm-hmm. or let's put some pictures I got my teacher photographer Om Yadav mm-hmm. to send me some photographs get some pictures put it there uh and before i actually put it on my facebook mm-hmm. i was very skeptical because you know the title was extremely edgy controversial potentially could get me in a lot of trouble i put right. it but before that i showed it to om sir the photographer because his name was also attached with it mm-hmm. and i said sir shall i put this is this okay he's like yeah yeah hal no if something happens pull it down worst <laughs> come worst just pull right. it down and then suddenly i put it up and this is 6:30 
on the 16th of October 2020 i remember that oh, i'm not going to forget the exact that exact date apps and the time 6:30 pm <laughs> exactly. right and at 8:30 there are some 85000 views or something and Within this is two hours, yeah and seriously. this has never happened to me in the oh in the past God. ever and then i'm like oh but my you know somebody's hacked in there's a bug in my facebook something's going wrong because mm. this is not normal at all exactly. so i put off my computer i logged out <laughs> and i put it on again and now the views have gone up again and i have more views and more mm. shares mm. and then i call up so he's like ramlo bhai ra so sath here like pataku they like it uh, there was a lot of people who were also commenting and negative stuff ko you get it ko i my ka bata ko khalko but then there was a lot of good stuff as well mm-hmm. so then by the end of it i was like okay this is doing really well mm. spoke to my brother at 12 in the night he's like didi this is potential viral content mm-hmm. see what happens by the next day there were reporters outside my house and suddenly i feel like this minus celebrity <laughs> because everyone wants to know how this happened it was um. hilarious honestly when i think back hilarious but extremely utterly grateful that i got a chance to live that experience mm-hmm. before this video happened right you were already doing a lot of stuffs in terms of corporate training mm. and uh, just just now when you mention om yadav i remember how i came to know about you now i remember like i think someone suggested me a photographer for um kids photography or something like that yeah. marriage photography or kick kick no uh, kids kids just like you specialize in kids plus like i and i think teti bela timri chora ho gari उसको फोटो सुट कर फोटोग्राफर एंड दैट्स वेन समबडी सजेस्टेड मीन आई आई लैंड एड ऑन योर पेज देन फर्स्ट यू स्टार्टेड एज अ फोटोग्राफर आई डोट टॉक अबाउट दिस वेरी मच एंड पॉसिबली दिस इज द फर्स्ट टाइम आई वी टॉकिंग लाइक टू पीपल एंड आउट देर पीपल डोट नो दैट यू डू फोटोग्राफी लॉन्ग स्टोरी एंड I've always been a trainer. I've always been a communication coach. I've always loved the stage. I've always loved putting my words and my voice out there. Mm-hmm. I've always been a toastmaster since as long as I can remember. Having said that, in 2016, 15, uh you know right after my son was born, I started taking his pictures and I got good at it. Mm-hmm. And then people started telling me, "Okay, mero chora ko liyo." I'm like, "Okay, come, get your chora. Let's mm-hmm. do pictures." <laughs> so I kept on doing pictures of friends and friends of friends. Mm-hmm. But then when it got to friends of friends of friends, then the question was how much do you charge? And I'm like, "Ooh, do I charge for this?" <laughs> so photography started like that. And right. before I knew it, I was a specialized baby photographer. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was the only one who was doing just this. Mm-hmm. There were photographers who were possibly taking pictures of kids, but nobody who knew how to pose a baby mm-hmm. and nobody who was actually specializing only in maternity and baby photos mm-hmm. yeah and then um i did this for 6 years professionally did tons and tons and tons of shoots mm-hmm. and then i had to completely stop that because my training my communication coaching my branding work working with the government banks and all of that mm-hmm. became just so immersive that i don't think i had the bandwidth for it mm-hmm. and so i completely left photography but the only two things i'm doing now mm-hmm. in terms of photography again is one is after i did baby photography for 3 years i also specialized in food styling and food photography mm-hmm. so i worked with a lot of restaurants to work on their menus and all of that mm-hmm. but there was a book called the rana cookbook which released last year Mm-hmm. which had 130 recipes from rana mm-hmm. households around the country mm-hmm. and i was the stylist and photographer for that 
Now the second edition of that book is coming out hopefully next year, mm-hmm. which is the Nepal cookbook. So there's going to be recipes from all over Nepal. Oh, We've wow. traveled a bit, done mm-hmm. a lot of shoots, a lot of styling. Mm-hmm. I've done 16 days of shooting for it already. Mm-hmm. That is something I'm working on, and I'm really looking forward to it because you know you get an idea to understand the culture of people through the food, and this is a very fabulous conversation to have. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on the styling and the photography of that. Another little thing, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but. Three four months ago, mm-hmm. I went. You know, I got a call. A girl whose family had photographed, like mm-hmm. her daughter and her husband, and she, uh, she passed away. Uh, right. So uh. I went for the condolence thing, and I went to her house, and um, you know, I walk in, and on the wall, mm-hmm. all the pictures that I had taken in the shoot a year ago were there, printed, enlarged. And this boy comes and he actually tells me, Mansidi, you matra tsaba. and he's crying and wow. he's like that's all we have <laughs> and that's when i really started second guessing myself and questioning myself was leaving photography such a good idea because mm. at that point it seemed like a lot of hassle and a lot mm. of work but then on that day in that house mm. in that moment when i looked back this boy was so thankful to me it seemed a lot more noble a lot more sacred mm-hmm. than what i had ever imagined it to be So I said okay once in a while if I get a shoot like that mm-hmm. I will take it up. Mm-hmm. I told mm-hmm. myself that 3 weeks ago <laughs> a friend called up I'd photographed her first son mm-hmm. who's 6 now she called she's like I'm sorry I'm calling you so late mm-hmm. my second son is 21 months old I want a photo shoot done I'm like bro I don't do this anymore you know I don't <laughs> have the time I get a lot of inquiries I don't do it anymore but then She tells me, "I'm sorry I called you so late. I don't think I want anybody else to do my photographs. The reason I called you so late is because last year I was diagnosed with cancer." And I'm like, "I'm doing your shoot. Tell me when." <laughs> so we did the shoot day of before course. yesterday. Oh, you did. And I did the shoot. I did the shoot. I am willing to take up, you know, take up those one-off kind of shoots mm-hmm. which really have a story where I feel I'll be contributing. and it's not just going to be about money or about good photos and the right poses it is going to be about freezing that moment, moment. that's so precious so yes i do that but not really so but then again it earlier that you are doing full time on corporate trainings you're busy with government officials and what not right but then this is something that you have been doing before even before that video of course but what changed after that video you got more calls Oh, and when, how did you and because I really I have really seen her being um, what do you call it you know blasted <laughs> into a different dimension I after know. that video yeah. you know what I mean but then uh, a lot of people might not be able to use that fame in a positive way right. you know what I mean right, right, they right. might just be overwhelmed with uh, you know a lot of attention mm-hmm. and they might just um, go to a different direction but the way yeah. you've used that fame into a different level to mm-hmm. capitalize on that is something that I feel like is very amazing but how did you process that and how did you channelize into something um, you know in a, in a different way that you are making profits out of it and you're benefiting out mm. of the f- out of the media coverage that you're getting uh, at this point of time sure so uh, i'll answer that in two or three parts ah, ah. it's very easy as a kid in my thing to go viral mm-hmm. you know my brother's friend from college went viral because his dad slammed a birthday cake on his face or something like that <laughs> okay and that video went viral now that was a meaningless video went viral like entertainment ko karan mm-hmm. you know like reels my instagram ma now people know entertaining him. <laughs> people know him mm-hmm. hey your dad slammed the birthday cake you know mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff 
but did he get anything out of it slash did he manage to make it last was it long lasting yeah, did he exactly. manage to turn that into something else absolutely not mm. he became popular in college for a while hola hai na he got a bit of fame but mm. he didn't really manage to make anything out of it Having said that, the day I realized this video went viral, mm -hmm. suddenly overnight I had 10x the number of followers. Now there are these people on my page. There are these people that are following me. Let's give them something worth following. Just to pani lagi, okay? Mm -hmm. I was always a corporate trainer, and suddenly I knew I had a lot of eyeballs coming my way. I became extremely conscious mm -hmm. about three things. Number one, branding. I knew that the messages I wanted to give had to be consistent. Right. I had to show up. Number two, I became extremely conscious about the fact that I had to add value. You mm -hmm. know, I would not be talking stuff just because. Okay, now suddenly people know who I am, so mm -hmm. let me get away with anything. Right? Absolutely not. Right. So I knew I'm going to consistently work towards branding myself as a communication coach, as a corporate trainer. Mm -hmm. I will be providing value to people in the process, which means that a lot of the content that I talk about mm -hmm. is freely available. I've got more than 83 videos on my YouTube, mm -hmm. and when you watch any video, you will take away something or the other. And number three, I became very conscious about the fact that now there is pressure. People mm -hmm. are actually mm -hmm. watching right. me. Right. I cannot mess this up. I have to put in more work. I have to make it worth their while. I have to be the hardest working person in the room. So for me, the things that really changed and how I managed to sort of keep that going was consistency of branding, putting in a lot of effort, and also making sure that people that came to my page, people that were following me, found some value in it. So you know, the crazy thing that people don't understand is, जोन दिन मेरो वीडियो वायरल भयो, त्यो दिन एक हजार फॉलोअर्स थियो. नेक्स्ट मॉर्निंग एकार हजार भयो. I understand. तर आज आपको दिन माइट्स वन लाख थर्टी थाउजेंड. एकार देखी वन लाख थर्टी सम्मा, टू बर सम्मा. माइले पनी तो के गरिया होला नी. Of course. It is about consistently churning out content mm -hmm. and not letting that virality get to your head. Because virality होना सकता, but how to make the most of it is what you have to think about. Just the पनी लाट्सा. Exactly. You also asked what changed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in, in these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of things changed. Mm. Number one, the number of people that get in touch with me for coaching, for training. I love that. I'm very grateful. I cannot always make time for everyone and everything, but I feel extremely grateful, extremely honored when somebody gets in touch with me, whether it's an organization or an individual gets in touch with me and says, "Okay, I want coaching or I want a training session or whatever." Mm -hmm. uh, number two, what also changed is that I have to be very conscious about the way I look when I get out of the house. Just the money lags a lot of times. <laughs> you know, I, I sometimes, I, I sometimes just, you know, you're in dirty clothes and you're looking dirty and right. shabby. You don't, you don't know how this works at all. By the way, it does, it does. Oh, I've no been way, I've I don't believe that. You've like, not yeah. been there. I'm sure. A video got, a video got viral recently. I am recently. sure. Tarkari, I am sure. I can bet. I know. Do you usko to thasa mala? But I'm not like that at all. But now I have to be a lot more careful. Mm -hmm. And also, <laughs> I think the one difference that's there, which is very hilarious, really, is by like you unthiyo class boy pachi orda photo unthiyo, okay? Like class secure photo. Abo ki unse class start hone gadi. Ma'am, can we take a selfie? And I'm like, oh my god, this is embarrassing, <laughs> right? But that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it, but you know, more than anything, honest to God, it's just a perception. When I think about it from my point of view, what has changed in my life? What has changed in the way I think? Just the fact that there's that much more pressure. Mm -hmm. There's that much more pressure to perform. There's that much more pressure to be better. Mm -hmm. So I stand up, suit up, show up every single day, and I put in more effort than I ever did. I think that's changed. I like the second phrase. What? Stand, stand up, up, suit up, 
and show. I like that you like the suit up. Like suit he, up likes suit up. he likes the suit up bit. He doesn't care about the standing up and the showing up, but suiting yeah, up. That's, that's there. That's, that's always there. there by, yeah. I like the second phrase. Of course. And um, I wanted to share this thing. Did you know that I approached Mansi to coach me as well? Did you? I did. Okay. I did, I okay. did call her personally and then I went to meet her. Uh-huh. And I told her, where is my difficulties? You know, because uh-huh. I've been meeting a lot of clients. A lot mm-hmm. of people, different mm-hmm. kind of perspective of mm-hmm. people, right? And then I've been struggling to communicate well. That's what I told her. Now what happens is, you know, when you go to a doctor, what happens? Mm-hmm. You have a pain and the doctor asks, when did it start? How did it start? What did you eat? What happened? So she now asks all, you a lot of questions. She asks me all these <laughs> questions, which made me realize that, oh, that's where I'm supposed to work at. Okay. That's mm-hmm. why she's asking me that question. Mm-hmm. And the more she's talking to me, the more I get nervous. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, know. I get nervous. And about one good thing about her voice is the more she talks, you are so captivated and you go with the flow that it's so mellow, you know? It's like mm-hmm. she's singing or something. Uh-huh. That's how I feel. Like, uh-huh. e- e- even now, even now. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, so so I, you, were, you were also trying to um, mm. improve on your presentations yes, and, yes, and yes. sales pitch and, and stuff like that. And watching your videos, a lot mm. of videos, the mm. way she talks and everything that has really inspired and motivated me. So now we Ita, know. Mm. Just to, just to yeah, uh, sure. add on to that, I know, mm. I know a lot of people like us especially. Mm-hmm. I'm schooling when this day level goes, mm-hmm. especially when, right. when growing up, right? Mm-hmm. I was not privileged enough to go to a, a, I don't, I don't know, a very nice school, maybe, right? You went to a nice school. Bonastali was considered one of the nicest school, brother. Bonastali was considered a nice school, but what I could in terms of how the um, uh, lessons are reported, subjects are reported, the traditional mm. method. Mm. You go, you do your homework, your classwork. Early good time, early schooling, presentation. I think that just shapes up early um, generation, but it's a different way. So the way we were shaped up mm-hmm. while we were studying. It was hami school my English medium my body ko. Tada hami Nepali songat zori ra English gatiyo ke. We used to do. Curing, paring, ma nehal ko word use garer hami thulo bako. You do know. You do know. What Like the English that we used to speak was, you do know. That's the main reason why I feel like if my schooling had been different, mm-hmm. if my um, college life would have been different, mm-hmm. maybe the way I speak might have been a little different. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Right. But I then, do. Mansi, did you used to speak the same way you used to do now, like when you were in school? I mean, yeah, let's, I let's go back to your schooling wasn't. as well. I have struggled like a lot when it comes to speaking with anybody. That's mutual here. That's both <laughs> ways. I know. Yeah. I think that's the same reason why you met absolutely, her as well. Absolutely. Right? I think that's the main reason why I would love to have mm-hmm. a personal one-on-one coaching as well with you. No, as I said, like when she talks, yeah. you would want to talk like her. Exactly. You know? But then was it the same with you uh, when you were growing up? Mm. Like okay, it, uh, I I know that you're from Calcutta, right? Uh-huh. Right. Uh, can we go a little deeper into how how things shaped up for you? Sure. Right. <laughs> so I am from Calcutta. Mm-hmm. Calcutta, as you know, was the seat of the British Empire until mm-hmm. 1911. Mm-hmm. I have had a lot of struggles in my life, but I think the one thing I have been extremely privileged in, the one area that I've been extremely privileged in, was my education. Mm-hmm. My parents, my father, my mother, more specifically, I would say left no stone unturned when it came to ensuring that all three of her kids went to the best possible school Mm. that she could afford. 
not just monetarily, but also, you know, with your mindset to be able to send your child to a school like that. I'm from La Martinia for Girls, Calcutta. And it is a school which is not really a convent convent, but it is affiliated with the churches. It is a Protestant school, okay? Mm-hmm. What school gave me was a lot of heritage. Mm-hmm. It gave me an idea of what the British culture was like. Mm-hmm. It helped us communicate better. It was a traditional school, I would say, when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yet we had so many extracurricular activities, so many opportunities to express ourselves, to go out there, to share what we wanted to share. Mm-hmm. That school gave me a huge, let's say, a huge boost when it came to communicating better. Having said that, my dad is perhaps one of the most well-read people I know. Mm-hmm. Somebody I look up to as my guru in communication. So I was learning simultaneously at school as well as at home. Mm-hmm. So yes, I would say for me, communication mm-hmm. came at an earlier age, which means that we were always very conscious about how we spoke. Mm-hmm. I think I spoke better when I was in school than I do now. Mm-hmm. My English, the vocabulary that naturally rolled out of my tongue was a lot more solid. Mm-hmm. I feel that school imposed a lot of Eurocentric education on us, mm-hmm. which means that because I grew up in Calcutta, mm-hmm. I was from an ISC school. ISC is affiliated with the British education system in a way. Mm-hmm. It was very Eurocentric. We were taught world history and Shakespeare, and we were talk- taught about the history of France, the geography of the world. It wasn't very based in Indian systems, right? That gave me sort of a disconnect with a lot of things. But then I read up on all of that, all the local stuff, all the cultural bits, all the Indian bits of things. But it also allowed me to have a different worldview. So school and my education, yes, 100% made a huge difference in the way I communicated. School, we were not allowed to speak in Hindi. You know, if you spoke in Hindi and a teacher heard you, you'd be in trouble. If you sang a Bollywood... Did you have to pay fine? We did not have to pay money, but we were like given that look and okay, don't speak like that. That's why we used to I'm, use the words like Goring. <laughs> oh my god. No, no, yeah. I don't know language apart from English. So much so that by the age of say 7 or 8, English became my default language. I thought in English. So when I was speaking in Hindi class, I was So for me, English is my default language, whether I like it or not, which gives me maybe a bit of an edge, but it doesn't necessarily make you the best communicator. So yes, when it comes to the grammar rules of English, I might have it easier than a few people, but when it comes to communicating, not necessarily. Communicating, speaking on stage, putting your words across properly, having the right sales pitch isn't so much to do with language. It is more to understand, more to do with understanding the technicalities of how that's done. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I know a lot of people who speak fabulous English mm-hmm. with a British accent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Great words. Can they sell a glass of water to me? Maybe not. They don't mm-hmm. know how to make a sales pitch. Please don't look at me when you say that. I will not look at you at all if you want that. <laughs> you become nervous. No, about but, but that's exactly what I'm saying, right? Hmm. You might have a fabulous flow of the language. Mm-hmm. But when you communicate in the business world, hmm. when you're trying to communicate to put your point across, when you're communicating to sell something, when you're communicating something about a brand, hmm. it's not so much about the flow of language. It's not so much about the words you use. Mm-hmm. It is about the technicalities, about how you understand the other person, how you ask the right questions, how you make the right points, how you sell yourself your mm-hmm. brand and your thoughts across do that's more think, important do you think like accent matters when you speak when you're speaking with somebody 
स्पीकिंग वेल I don't know if I'm speaking well but uh I did not speak like this before like you said you have had a um you know some somehow acquired an acumen of thinking in English right yeah hmm. but then it w- it came really hard for me I had to practice it a lot mm-hmm. for me to be at least speaking in you know because I used to translate Nepali and mm-hmm. Newari into Nepali into English in my head and then oh used to speak mm-hmm. it it used to take a lot of uh, out of me and then I couldn't speak before Does it really matter? Because he has a different uh, type of accent, I I believe. Yeah, right? I I have and a weird kind of accent. Like uh, my accent changes according to the person I'm talking to. <laughs> if I'm talking to a uh, person who has a British accent, my accent turns British. <laughs> then if I'm talking That's to fabulous. a American accent <laughs> person, then my accent turns American. Then if I'm talking to a Chinese person, then my accent goes. You know what are the weirdest thing that happened? Yeah. Once we were um, in in the U.S. embassy, we were at event with him, and right. he was he he is very good at breaking the ice. I'm very introverted. He's mm-hmm. very extroverted. He just goes on and and says like, "Hi, how are you?" And and the and the person says like. Where do you get that accent from? <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. Very I get that a lot. I'm sure you get that. Actually, yeah. I'm sure you get that yeah, a lot. I get that a lot. I had this girl in my class. I remember this is many years ago. I was teaching proper American accent, right? Uh-huh. And so, like after a couple of days, I'm like, so where are you from? As mm-hmm. in, you know, did you grow up in America? Did you come back to Nepal? What's the story? She's like, Butwal. I'm uh, like, wow, oh. that's amazing, Butwal and that accent, right? Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. does it really matter? Get this the accent. Abo English. Yeah. American accent, uh, British accent, you know, like the Ramro Ganin Santa, very Indian boy. When you hear the Ramro Ganin, what is that? What is that? But the Dio- Nepali, Nepali boy, when the other boy, you hear other type of stuff. Does it really matter when it comes to a corporate world, or for especially for a new, a new young generation, could like it? Hazur. About everybody is not privileged to go to a very nice school, sure, but then right, they right. they certainly would like to try and have that kind of accent or or mm. or diction or or whatever right. to be a good presenter, ni right? Right. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm going to say. Hmm. Uh for me personally, when I'm speaking to somebody, right? I am mindful enough mm-hmm. to cut across those layers of accent and diction, right? When I want to speak to somebody and I'm genuinely enjoying this conversation, mm-hmm. you could be speaking to me in the most Nepali accent, mm-hmm. you could be speaking to me with a Marwadi accent, it doesn't matter. But if you are able to hold my attention mm-hmm. if you can make me feel interested in that conversation you could be talking to me about stock prices you could be talking to me about parasailing mm-hmm. you could be talking about anything mm-hmm. but if you can grab my attention mm-hmm. that is good enough for me right. having said that yes i understand in certain places it does matter mm-hmm. and how i have been told that is matters is because i mm-hmm. have been discriminated against because of my accent mm-hmm. because my skin was not white enough mm-hmm. my accent was not british enough in this city i didn't get a particular project you're not going to mention the city are you this city this city like kathmandu just said it this city this city a particular college uh-huh. got in touch with me we're looking for somebody to give training on public speaking mm-hmm. and i'm like sure i'll just send you all the details from my side this many sessions da, 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 everything ma'am can we have a native speaker i mm-hmm. said what do you mean by a native speaker mm-hmm. ma'am somebody with a british accent i said sure 
I get in touch with my friend and I say, you know, you have a British accent, go do this class. Mm-hmm. He's like, but Mansi, I don't know anything about public speaking and I think you speak better English than I do mm-hmm. because that's your default language and when it comes to grammar and sentence structure, you're better than I am. Mm. I said, you have the right accent, more importantly, you have the right color of skin, go take that class. He got that class. He got that class. He got the class. It's as simple as that. Without the experience. Without the experience. Speech. No idea. Just just wow. accent. This has happened with <laughs> me. So I understand that I have been discriminated against mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. in my field, right? So I understand it does happen. Mm-hmm. I understand it can be a problem potentially. But for me personally, when I look at somebody, I have been attuned to now break down those barriers. Mm-hmm. And I do not go by the accent. I go by the content, the mm-hmm. intent, mm-hmm. and more importantly, how well people can engage me when they're mm-hmm. having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that's more important, personally. But I don't have to worry about it. I American accent, I don't British, I don't French, I don't have to worry about it. But I don't have to worry He speaks sometimes with an American accent, and that's YouTube. Mm. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. I don't understand where these uh-huh. kids get this from. Mm. He's telling me, Mom, what's the route? I'm like, Thappar Marungi, what's the route? <laughs> speak properly. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like, you know, they speak like that and I'm mm-hmm. like, but I also understand that he's spending just so much time consuming mm-hmm. that kind of content. Mm-hmm. You don't blame him. How old child. is your son? Eight. Eight years old. Eight years old. Uh, but my he son's speaks. five. <laughs> Does he already have some sort of a yes, foreign yes. accent? Yes, So uh, when we he, first kept he him He has a father accent. <laughs> oh, he's, he's got a Raz accent, which no, is no, everywhere. No, it's no, universal. No. Actually, so when he was growing up, when he was uh, three years, he started building this, uh, started singing Russian songs. Wow. The YouTube he watching songs. a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah, because <laughs> back then he used to look, there's a Vlad and Nikki kind of thing. Vlad and Nikki, uh, the two Nikki. kids yeah, with a mom, right? And a mom, I know yeah. this. So there's an English <laughs> version and there's a Russian version. They are... From uh, Russia, Russia, basically. Hey, Russian, my So his was the Russian version. Now he's singing this song. I was like, what language is he speaking? <laughs> then you didn't know that. You don't know that accent. I'm surprised. I, I, I didn't know. I haven't came across a lot of Russian people. Right. So, of course. Then again, uh, later he started developing this American accent right. because he started going to YouTube in uh, the American accent channels, whatever there is. Now. We wanted, we really wanted him to learn Newari, mm. you know, because as uh, Newari, we think we should know how to speak Newari at least. So we wanted to, uh, we wanted him to speak Newari. Don't count my arms and arms, please. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> By so, the way, yeah. you had 35 arms. <laughs> and 62 arms. <laughs> and now you're thrown out of this podcast. <laughs> uh, let's make it 63 now. <laughs> okay. So we no, wanted no, him I to learn Newari, right? right? Then we kept him to Newari school now. Mm. And just so he could learn or talk in Newari. Mm. Now he has Newari accent. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so Tiksa. He speaks English. Yeah. I know sometimes the American accent nikalinsa, British accent nikalinsa. And most of the time when he speaks, the Bulldakari, Nepali, especially, the Ta, Mo, and mm. all those stuff mm. as uh, Ted Newar would say. Ted Newar. Just to accent nikalinsa. And Koilika is saying, because uh, my wife, uh, likes my son calling her Amma, okay? uh, not mommy, mom, or mom. Uh. Amma one one say, and my son calls me Dada. Sometimes he says Dad. Uh, I was like, mm. where did you yeah, get that from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he calls my wife Mom. What you doing? Yeah, yeah. And I just 
Where do you get that? You're just five. I think it's yeah. just a phase, bro. Right? It's, a phase. It's, a phase. it's a phase. It's just five. But then Mansi, like, exactly. you, know, you being um, somebody who trains people how to do it, how mm-hmm. do you train your kid to, uh, you know, speak better? And yes, I was coming to that question. Yeah. <laughs> how do I train my kid to speak yeah. better? Yeah, exactly. Because he's been, he's in the most, <laughs> uh-huh. he's the most privileged out of everybody. Uh, privileged, Banda. Right. <laughs> Look at the spotlight. Uh-huh. Okay. Look at it. Nobody would care about how other kids speak. If he does something wrong, no. But it's not, no. Honestly, I think, He's decent. Mm. His vocabulary is fabulous. Mm-hmm. At the age of four, suddenly he's telling my mom, uh, I think we should just camouflage that. And mom's like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. to use words like that, mm-hmm. to be able to understand what they mean, to mm-hmm. be able to express himself well, is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a huge problem in that he can't speak Hindi. Mm-hmm. He understands, I think, but he doesn't speak Hindi. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because we don't have that much Hindi at home. We speak mostly in English. Mm-hmm. And now, just so he understands Nepali, we try to speak in Nepali at home. Mm-hmm. So, because he has to do it for school, for assignments and mm-hmm. all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, my son doesn't understand Hindi very well. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I think one of the privileges I had was that my parents read a lot to me. They spoke, we communicated a lot. And that is what I'm trying to do with my child. Mm-hmm. You know, I introduced him to his first novel just last week. We started with Famous Five. We're reading books. He discusses, he shares ideas with me. He's got his own way of looking at the world. And this is a novel that was written 120 years ago, maybe. So they're very conflicting, but it's very nice to hear what he says. Mm. I think one of the best things we can do for the next generation is allow them to speak, allow them to share, and ask tons and tons of questions. So as mm-hmm. a mom, I'm always asking him, do you think you like yellow flowers or orange flowers? Mm-hmm. And then he'll say orange. And I'm going to be like, okay, why? So just the so why just start conversations mm-hmm. and allow them to speak. Mm-hmm. When he makes a grammatical error, I always do point it out to him. Mm-hmm. There are quite a few that he makes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I always point it out to him, never in front of people. But when we're not together, I'm going to be like, oh, when we're not around people, I'm like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. You should say, I said you is wrong. I told you. Mm-hmm. So things like that. Mm-hmm. So I do try to iron out those creases, but it's going to take time and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think what's more important is for me to allow him to speak, mm-hmm. for him to feel that my mom is a safe space mm-hmm. and I can go and share anything at all with her mm-hmm. without a filter, without a wall. So for me, I try to give him that right now because that's what he needs. Mm-hmm. So my son shares a lot with me. Yes, there are things he's tried to hide and I've come to know and I then asked him about him and then he's going to go and he's going to tell me everything. But I think starting conversations, I think just allowing them to express themselves at this age is the most important and mm-hmm. that's the fundamental. And also to get into a habit of speaking, you know. I see a lot of families, I know a lot of families where people don't actually sit together yeah. around a table mm-hmm. and speak but I grew up having extended dinners. My dad, you know, he'd come back and we'd all wait. We'd all have dinner together. And then the food, the plates are gone. Everything's done. But we're still at the table for the next three hours just talking to one another. I think that really sets you off in the right way to communicating better because you feel safer to communicate. And I had a great role model to look up to as well. I think mm-hmm. that would be the, the answer. Mm-hmm. So now I also had that tradition before, before when when I was a kid, like... We couldn't eat before our dad came mm. home, right? Me and my sister, we had to wait for my dad. And, you know, my dad comes home, then he freshen up, then we go to the kitchen. Then together with him, we sit on a dining table, then we start eating. But then that created something that, because my dad was very strict while I was growing up. Now he used to ask me, how was school? Mm. I couldn't say, I did bad. You know, so then that was on a usual basis. <laughs> oh, that's <yeah>. why <laughs> exactly, exactly. But then again, also uh, you would know in uh, I don't know whether it's worldwide or mm-hmm. whether it's still in India. While eating, you shouldn't speak is what we're told. 
Have you? Have you? Have you heard okay. about this? Have you heard I've about heard this? this. My okay. grandmother says it, but no okay. one listens to yeah, her, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. in our house. So I was coming to the point, like, <laughs> to your son again. Your son is eight now, right? How was it, you know, bringing him up? Like, was it hard? Because you're also working yeah, and, yeah. you know, your professional life is so yeah, exactly. hectic at the moment. On a daily basis, uh-huh. I struggle with mom guilt for at least half my day. <laughs> okay? <laughs> This is the truth. Uh-huh. and there's no way of sugarcoating this mm-hmm. but it's the truth my son is eight it was an extremely difficult journey to bring him up mm-hmm. we have a unit family so it's just my husband my son and myself before my son was born my career hadn't taken off in the way it has taken off now mm-hmm. so i had a lot more time and suddenly immediately after my son's birth my photography went up crazy mm-hmm. my training sessions increased exponentially mm-hmm. so for me it was about i worked for this all these years nothing was happening in my favor mm-hmm. and suddenly now i have this baby who is dependent on me to be alive mm-hmm. and i also have these amazing opportunities that i'm getting mm-hmm. how do i balance it exactly so this became a very big problem add to it the fact that we've never had anybody else from the family who's taken care of him really you know mm-hmm. it's just the two of us that stay together my mom comes in volunteers one month a year she's told me one month a year if you want to travel work do whatever i will come and i will take care of your child but that's the only privilege i have my son was extremely unwell for a few months in the middle when he was around a year and a half too so he used to get these frequent colds and coughs you know the general mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. So I have been struggling just so much with this but more than the external struggles you know like acha doctor kazanu porsa you garnu porsa tyu garnu porsa more than that I think it's a mental struggle it's a daily mental struggle I deal with it even today for the last four months again my son's been very sick and we just came to know 2 3 days ago what it is the struggle is yes i have to give him medicines but oh my god will i be able to wake up tomorrow and focus on my work mm. so i think this entire process of slowly getting used to being a mom and working has in a way helped me understand how to compartmentalize a lot better in my brain you know how to shift gear i'm in mom mode when i'm at home i have been thrown up on pooped on you know all of that happens when when you have a little kid mm. uh, even today i go home sometimes and my son is looking sickly and i'm like oh my god what happened eight in the night rush him to the hospital see what happens you know things like that mm-hmm. but i also know that when i'm working i have to give it my 100% because there are eyeballs on me at every given point of time so yes i have that guilt yes i have spoken about this guilt to a lot of my friends who are working as well It's no easy way to deal with it. There's absolutely no formula. It is about the mindset. It is about knowing that you can never have a 50-50 balance. There are days when I'm 75% mom and 25% working woman. There are days when I'm 95% working woman and 5% mom. My son has learned to deal with it, but I know that even if he's a very small part of my day time-wise, mental faculty-wise, he is going to be 100% when i'm around him mm-hmm. so i think that is the one thing that you consciously decide to do mm-hmm. something that you would suggest to working moms when you're with your child you'll be there 100% when mm-hmm. you're not with your child you're not with your yeah, child exactly. and you cannot be continuously thinking about ghar ma ke bhairat sa you have to trust the universe you have to trust your baby yeah. that much and there's nothing you can do exactly. but right. honestly i grapple with mom guilt on a daily basis and there's no easy way around it mm-hmm. having said that i also realize you know ultimately whatever i'm doing is usko lagi pani ramro unsa ek tarika le right 
I'm working. He has a better role model, or not a better, but a role model to look up to at home. I'm a super hustler. There are days, and there have been months actually. I woke up at 4:30 before anyone else at home woke up. 4:30 to 7 used to be my working hours, right? Two and a half hours get my work done for the day. Seven to seven, I'm going to be mom, wife, sister, daughter-in-law, whatever Just I need to scheduled. be. Mm. It was pretty scheduled around mm. that way, right? Or uh, there have been days when I would sleep later than everybody else, work on my photography, work on the editing. Mm. So I have managed to steal time here and there. And no matter but what processes you put in, but being pretty focused on things, right? Very focused. Very focused, yeah. But oh, then the other thing is i've got only two priorities in life either mm. it's work or it's my family or my child mm. i don't really have a social life and <laughs> while it might look glossy on instagram sometimes once in a while the truth is yeah i do go out once uh. in a while but i don't really like amble around and party that uh. much or go for kiddie parties i don't have that privilege in life mm-hmm. and i'm okay because that's a choice i've made and i'm extremely confident that the priorities that i've chosen are working for me right now so why not Mm-hmm. So it's right. just two things. It's my work so and my child. During those struggle times, right? Bacha pani tha, family pani tha, karma aur koi chhene hai nahi. You're working. Uh, working when it's not a nine to five job that you were doing, right? You had to find job, the work. Absolutely. Right. It's not that one one day you st- you think of becoming a photographer and every everyone starts to sort of call you and say I need photography. Mm-hmm. It's not that uh, you say that I'm a trainer and everybody calls you for training, right? You have to go pitch. idea cost negotiation everything by yourself i i am guessing right absolutely <laughs> so absolutely. that's another level of struggle that you probably had uh, went through right so just wanted to know like those tough times how you dealt with it what you know anything that reminds you of maybe a story that that you want to share a story chaina 10 barsha ko struggle cha ke bhanne haina euta story euta story it's a, it's a book it's a uh-huh. novel it's not our story haina maile aba I can't even count because estunta right? uh, um, I think everybody is made out of the uh, failed stories before they su- succeed right so you must have had those like very disappointing moments like one actually ekdam disappoint bhayeko euta ekdam euta memorable euta kere kunai incidents that really yeah, like pushed you ekdam ramro kura tara tei bhanira mero lagi disappointment was never memorable because it was every day <laughs> you know what i mean okay, okay, every day right. new disappointment <laughs> new bottom new bottom let's touch rock bottom acha rock bottom muni pani ke chala let's go touch that today this to pani hunthyo ke so much of struggles so much of work people do not understand right we started with talking about seven reasons to never ever visit nepal mm. one video suddenly people know who mansi agarwal is exactly bro my best friend sends me a message congratulations for becoming an overnight success after 14 years of back breaking labor <laughs> right people don't understand that one incident i'll tell you american embassy kyo tasano kune project thyo it was a three day project mm-hmm. uh, i had to train i think 160 students from all over nepal uh, and i had to help them communicate better for interviews i think that was the project this is 2016 if i'm not wrong i'm supposed to go be in dhulikhel for three nights i've set it up my husband's going to be home take care of my son because we didn't even have a helper at that point we didn't have a reliable helper so we were like no no we'll do this by ourselves we'll be very hands on parents we cannot so i'm going to go stay in dhulikhel three days ko lagi sabai set up so you know there's pressure because you like 160 students you have to make them do this 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 it's 7 hours of training a day the night before i'm supposed to leave 2:30 wake up my son has 103 fever my training starts at 7:38 in the morning so i'm like okay take him to the hospital we're in the hospital till 536 my husband is still there 
I go from there. I get them to. I get the organizers pick me up, go from the hospital to Dhulikhel. I was supposed to stay over for three days, but I come back every day. I'm at home at the hospital, thrown up on, pooped on, you know, holding a sick child because my husband's tired doing this through the day, and I'm doing it through the night. Three days, no sleep, no real food, no real sense of time, wow. no sense of orientation. K bhairat sa kund din ho k garne. literally going into class doing my coaching doing my training doing whatever i had to coming back home to that cycle over and over again my son had like a pre pneumonia like condition and we were extremely scared at that point there is to katitsa katitsa but this is just one random thing i remember but, but that's I more like this. you being a mom in yeah <laughs> that's just normal okay mm-hmm. struggle is to bani untyo you know we um again it looks like i have a great big team working for me right like a mm. lot of people helping me assisting me no i still think that <sighs> come to my office <laughs> it is a viran it's a viran deserted place we're uh-huh. three now with three people mm-hmm. the max people i've had with me have been three so we were a team of four initially now mm-hmm. with three people one person's just doing editing and shooting for me cinematography and editing and photographs for that one person she's just scheduling and things on instagram and things on the internet and social media mm-hmm. and admin but honestly all the most of the communication most of the work is being handled by me and i understand what about designs and all everything is done by the team itself the team. Mostly, yeah, mostly, but I'm there, I'm watching like yeah. a hawk. <laughs> You're a very micromanaging person. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. I'm very bad at delegating. No, because because uh, you've already uh, done photography and editing yourself, so now you know exactly what you want and how you want to be perceived. So I think that also helps. Absolutely. It? You know, um, it, it's a very cool thing that you just thought about, and I want to elaborate a bit on this because mm-hmm. I talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know. the future mm-hmm. there are two thoughts now mm-hmm. the future is going to be based on the gig economy do we know what the gig economy is please lab please elaborate in lightness i love how for the few like please elaborate okay so you know how earlier mm-hmm. people would have a job when they graduated out of college i'm talking about the 1960s and 70s mm-hmm. and they would have that job till the day they died kind of a thing right mm-hmm. like in honda yeah, japan yeah. was famous yeah. for this i'm a honda man people would really literally say that because they felt so married to this organization mm-hmm. slowly that disintegrated and now you have people who are willing to switch jobs who are willing to try different things hustle around a bit more mm-hmm. it was predicted that around 2040 or 2050 is when the world would enter something called a gig economy mm-hmm. a gig economy is one where an mm-hmm. organization let's say a bank or a production house or whatever doesn't actually have a big full-time team mm-hmm. right mm. you hire people on a need basis and you hire them for a short term to two gigs so rather than having salaried employees you have people who come in do a particular project do a particular small thing and go away mm-hmm. correct now the gig economy is beneficial for a lot of people for a lot of reasons number 1 the organization itself you're not doing salaries you know when people are not working they're not around there are no fixed costs no fixed basic, costs basically, yeah. you don't need a huge space you mm-hmm. could run an entire organization in a much smaller space so mm-hmm. rental uh, expenditure goes down right mm. so the gig economy is what is going to come in later right the gig economy is going to happen in 2040 2050 it was predicted ke bhayo covid ayo 2020 suddenly everybody wants to cut down on costs mm. and everybody is more used to working online mm. 
right. which means that in a lot of ways the gig economy has actually come in earlier mm-hmm. a lot of people like myself mm-hmm. are freelancers mm-hmm. a lot of people that were earlier working in organizations today mm-hmm. have also decided to become freelancers mm-hmm. right which means that today to succeed Yes you need to be let's say a good photographer a good editor a good whatever mm-hmm. but you need basic communication skills mm-hmm. you right. need basic negotiation skills mm-hmm. because what's going to happen is in the next 10 years you will have more and more and more freelancers and fewer people who are doing one particular job, job. for their entire lives mm-hmm. which means that the entire process of negotiating communicating convincing getting the gigs is going to be like a round the clock process it's not going to be a one time thing you, the, you get the job thing. and you're there for for exactly. such a life right exactly you're there for 3 weeks you're there for 4 mm-hmm. weeks you're mm-hmm. there for 7 days so, mm-hmm. and suddenly Whatever. suddenly you are a freelancer you need another job and you need to do this all exactly. over again right, right. Mm-hmm. so the whole process of communication the whole process is going to repeat itself over and over again mm-hmm. how i want to tie that up with with what you said about mm-hmm. me being a photographer and being very conscious about how i want to be perceived is this second concept second mm-hmm. thing and then i'll bridge them together you know earlier it would be great if you were a specialist in one thing mm-hmm. let's say i am a corporate trainer mm-hmm. so that's my specialization you know where you're a corporate trainer you're specializing going deep into that particular topic mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. works mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. if you want to be genuinely and truly successful there has to be something more that you do You mm-hmm. can't just be an expert in one thing. Why? Gig economy pani chho. Every time client like attract pani garnu parne chho. Every time kei naya pani garnu parne chho. You have nothing fixed in your life, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't work today, tomorrow I may not have food to eat. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yes, you have to go deep into one particular topic. However, if you have knowledge of other things, so you're a specialist in one thing, but you're a generalist in many other things mm-hmm. and this becomes a t graph mm-hmm. and the juncture where the generalist topics and the specialist topics meet mm-hmm. that becomes your specialization mm-hmm. so let me just put it in perspective meru afno taraf pata because you pointed this mm-hmm. out communication to thyo photography cinematography ko ali ali idea thyo jahan meet bhayo maile videos banauna thale and mm-hmm. that gives you the edge. That, yeah, exactly. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So in your case, let's say mm-hmm. you understand a lot about fashion, clothes, so, mm. suits. Mm. You understand a lot about the way men should groom themselves, mm. grooming, right? That's one. And then communication and mm. this podcast. What happens is where they meet, you guys could be the biggest fashion and grooming podcasters in the world. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. your specific niche. Mm-hmm. That is your strength. That is your specialization that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, I always always give this example. Mm-hmm. Understood the whole IT business of it, understood mm-hmm. the whole, you know, how to make a phone or how to make a computer or whatever, but he'd also studied calligraphy in college, mm-hmm. which gave him an eye for aesthetic designs and fonts, which made sure that Apple products are nicer looking. looking than other mm-hmm. products so specialization okay. yeah. is it and hardware and all of that understanding of calligraphy was just one of his generalizations mm-hmm. not his strongest trait but still the t met there and this was his niche mm-hmm. so this i think is super important and that's so understanding why that is understanding important. that knowing how mm-hmm. to communicate over and over again finding where your t meets that mm-hmm. is the value that is the difference that you add to the world So Manji like roughly how many people have you trained Olaylisam 
I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe you have trained a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of students, mm-hmm. and the employees who wants to work in an organization. Students, mm-hmm. dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. What do you think are common problems of of all of them? Okay? I'm not going to say entrepreneurs. I'm going to say people that have achieved a lot. Ah. Okay, mm. could be an entrepreneur, could mm. be a banker, uh-huh. could be a singer. At any level, oh, at ah, any okay. level, okay. any level, any age. But somebody mm. who's achieved a lot mm-hmm. versus somebody who's starting out mm. or somebody who sort of stagnated a bit. Mm-hmm. The biggest difference I find is the ones who've achieved the most are most receptive to learning. Mm. I cannot stress this enough. I'm mm. not going to take names. I get a call from somebody one evening, four thirty. Mm-hmm. Mansi. Tomorrow I'm giving this huge TEDx talk, super high achiever. Okay, much older than us. Amazing. I look up to him. Okay, he's mm-hmm. God. Super cool. I'm giving a TEDx talk. Mm. I am clueless. I need help. Mm. Literally mm. says this to me on the phone. Mm. I'm mm. like I'm slightly busy. Mansi, one hour time to chat you. Just sorry, ne milaunu matapai ko ghar baira. I have curry also. I'm like okay. Mm. We met. Mm-hmm. because I loved what he was doing what he was talking about we spent three hours together mm-hmm. he asked me a million questions next day wish me best of luck I'm like I'm with you I'm with you in spirit you know mm-hmm. just anything to make him do well and he did a great job right mm-hmm. on the other hand the young students who've just come out of grade 10 you know mm-hmm. they are the ones who don't want to listen mm-hmm. so I always say this they are the ones that are least receptive The ones who've worked a lot, the ones who've put themselves in situations which have allowed them to grow, the ones that are achievers actually know how little they know. Every time I walk into the room and I'm in a room of people that are way smarter than me, I'm like, "Oh my god, Mansi, you need to up your game. You need to learn from these people." Mm. So the ones that are the highest achievers are always more willing to be coached, always more willing to learn. Chairman of banks, brilliant. they will say i have to make this speech in front of this this government person that that ambassador mm. this this person this country mangoira how do i start they want to learn they want to grow because they continuously put themselves in places and in rooms and in in conference halls where they're not the smartest person mm. and look at the will they have to learn because mm. they want to grow on the other hand the kids the youngsters the ones that have done three presentations in college which might have been good They're always like, eh, we know this stuff. What is she going to tell us? Mm-hmm. Which is great. I'll watch well. it on YouTube instead. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So for me, when I get a call from somebody who wants to learn because they want to go ahead and make a difference, mm-hmm. they want to change their lives, they want to impact people around them, they want to feel confident on stage, they know they have a great story, a great message, and great content. yet they don't really know how to put it across those are the clients i love the most mm-hmm. those are the ones that are most receptive those are the ones that transform the most in comparison to kids that have been put into a class so because d- this so you is don't like do. you, do, you don't like uh, training kids i've stopped <laughs> you are uh, 99% <laughs> i get calls from colleges and uh, i'm always extremely skeptical because for me it's a much better use of my time uh-huh. to work with somebody that's just way more receptive to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. so i am extremely Only. conscious about the way i use my time because uh, students are like this to go that they are kind of forced into getting the training right mm-hmm. and then they sort of uh, you know 
भुलेर जान्छ होला अब इट जस्ट लाइक कम्पलसरी जस्तो गर्दै भने झन् गाह्रो हुन्छ एक्ज्याक्टली अब क्लासमा राखेर यो तिम्रो कम्युनिकेशन क्लास छ कतिको इन्ट्रेस्ट हुन्छ हैन बट इफ सम स्टुडेन्ट कम्स टु मी एज इज लाइक आई रियली वांट टु डू दिस आई ऑर्गेनाइज अ ग्रुप अफ फ्रेंड्स आई एम विलिंग टु वर्क विथ देम आई थिंक द यंग जेनेरेशन शुड रियलाइज द इम्पोर्टेंस अफ ह्याभिंग गुड प्रेजेन्स इन फ्रन्ट अफ पिपल गुड प्रेजेन्स इन फ्रन्ट अफ यू नो इन अ मिटिङ अर इन्टरभ्यू दैट रियली इफेक्ट्स यू नो इभन दो यू माइट ह्याभ भेरी लेस टेक्निकल नलेज विच क्यान बी बिल्ड अप बट कम्युनिकेशन इज समथिङ दैट यू नो इट्स रियली इम्पोर्टेन्ट राइट right cool. but then um, how does this one on one coaching uh, sort of work i'm very intrigued by the idea because i didn't know that you did uh, one on one coaching i just knew that you did corporate trade <laughs> corporate sort of training. something else i figured out of you as well a, i'm sure after the research yeah. i'm yeah. going to ask that next uh, question yeah i'm, I'm going to really ask intrigued. we are going to ask a lot <laughs> of questions now about one on one coaching because one of the main reasons why we did pop talk was also because uh, we felt like see we are doing our our uh, regular work that we already do right, right? i get uh, uh, i have ads as my um, agency he does ratnaraj as mm-hmm. full time mm-hmm. right we are doing uh, too much already as it is but then the main reason why we did pop talk was uh, sort of to meet great people like you first of all and learn like that yeah. <laughs> you could have given me a call we could have done coffee anyway but then like this no. platform and this yes. this uh, you know um, structure of uh, communication would not ha- have been the same mm. Mm. one of the main reasons why we did was to learn and to grow from that experience and to learn from the experience that we uh, get from the guests that we bring in Okay. I still I, I was just want to know like anybody who's watching as well mm-hmm. maybe if they want one on one coaching like how does the process start you just give a call and then do it or are you very selective of it because like you said you have only three people mm-hmm. working for you so i'm i'm pretty sure three people including me working for <laughs> me <laughs> so exactly so exactly so i'm sure you have very limited time right. uh, and bandwidth that you work with and mm-hmm. what would be the criteria and how would be the process yeah that's a great question and uh I don't know how to say this without sounding horrible mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. but here's the answer. Mm-hmm. One-on-one coaching is something that I hold very close to my heart because this gives me an opportunity to directly witness the transformation in front of me mm-hmm. because this is week after week after week of working with somebody. So I know that this is an investment of my time which is extremely dear to me because one-on-one coaching is where I become a part of the process. You know, you're on stage, I'm going to be watching your speech agadi pachadi when, you know, YouTube ma pachi aaye pachi, das hajar choti hirtsu ke ke garnu bhoyo. It is like I'm involved in the process. I get immersed in the process. It becomes my speech, my presentation, me. How it starts is, uh, somebody gives me a call, a message on WhatsApp or Instagram or wherever it is, or uh, generally somebody screens the messages you know a message hi i want to learn from you is treated in one way vis-a-vis a message which says hi i am so and so i have this talk coming up in 36 days my content is this i would love to have a meeting with you to understand how i can format it better and make the most amount of impact generally thing it's big, mm-hmm. it's for the presentation that they need to give so mm-hmm. i understand A one-on-one coaching, I don't do it with people who are like, want to speak better, want to communicate better. Mm-hmm. I will do it with somebody who's going for a Miss Universe, mm-hmm. who's going for a Miss Nepal, who has an end mm-hmm. deadline in sight, mm-hmm. who has a particular platform in ah, sight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to give a TED talk. I'm speaking in front of government officials. Mm-hmm. I want to convince them and I want to pitch an idea for an oral oncology center in Dhulikhil, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now that is something I'm going to help with. Mm-hmm. That is something I'm going to work on. I want to I my 
film is releasing i want to know how to talk about it better in mm-hmm. front of the media mm-hmm. i have a ted talk i want to talk about my pet project in front of everybody mm-hmm. i am going to be participating in miss nepal miss india miss australia whatever mm-hmm. i want to speak better on stage i have a cricket team i want to know how to talk about it at this podcast mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. if you tell me what you are doing why you're doing it mm-hmm. and when it's going to happen what is the platform that interests me but hey i want to communicate better same about, here how about pop talk how about pop talk exactly <laughs> <laughs> we have to you took my words away man you guys are fabulous already see you I mean, guys like, are fabulous about? already no but like genuinely people come with with an idea mm-hmm. this is my content this is when i have to speak that's the platform and mm. that's when i would take it forward so this is our content this is what <laughs> i was this is what we need to speak in and we want to get honest, really honest good at this honest you guys are so good already i swear no i need to <laughs> confess something honest to god right so last night i was about to call mansi around 10:30 pm <laughs> 10:30 p.m. to ask her Mansi I'm really nervous how should I talk to <laughs> you the pop talk word You my friend you will just talk to me like But this But the way you talk is like I said it's no, mellow this, you know you just want to listen not, yeah. and you take people to another genre Nay nay this to kids very captivating yeah very very captivating I don't know that they okay and then people then it starts with always like a training need assessment call Mm-hmm. So then I'm going to become a detective and I'm going to get on a Zoom call or whatever it is with you mm-hmm. and pick your brain for half an hour 40 minutes and understand what you want to learn why you want to learn what is the value I can add to whatever it is that you're planning to do mm-hmm. what is your journey when do you need to speak and how do you want to go about it mm-hmm. so th- you remember when we met I asked you tons and tons of questions right, 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 I right, am a did. good question asker when it comes to a situation like well, that you reminded me of a very good friend of mine <laughs> questions he likes to ask a lot of questions oh i huh? need to ask a lot somebody of questions you know. <laughs> somebody look at the mirror banana yeah, yeah. look at the mirror <laughs> <laughs> he's the same he asks so many questions like how can somebody think of that many questions no it's important <laughs> i think see here's the thing mm-hmm. a good doctor mm-hmm. is always the doctor that listens to you patiently and asks you the most number of questions right. a good salesperson is always the person who asks you so many questions mm-hmm. and knows exactly what you want to buy not mm-hmm. thinking about what he wants to sell right for me when i get into a training need assessment call with somebody mm-hmm. trust you me you'll be surprised by the number of times i say i'm sorry i'm not the right person to help you mm-hmm. why They want something else. Somebody mm-hmm. wants to know how to communicate better in English. I'm not an English teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm right. not the right person. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody wants to learn for example how to have the right personality. I'm not a personality development teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm a communication coach. There's right. a difference. Right. So after a training need assessment, I will generally be like, okay, I am not the right person. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to do something like this or I am the right person, but this is not the right time. Don't come to me right now. Mm-hmm. Let's do this after 3 months or This is the right fit I can add value to your life. What mm-hmm. what is your finding so far with the companies that you've wor- like mm-hmm. tried to work with or have worked with? What does your training need analysis say? How many companies right now that you have already worked with and has worked? And how many um, you know really needed the training uh, that you were trying to provide? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know like you said no to some companies. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would be the reason why you would say no to the company? Okay. By the way? When I say no, 
I'm talking about coaching. That's one on one with individuals. Ah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. With companies generally, I don't have the privilege to say no that much. Uh-huh. <laughs> with organizations, <laughs> it's more of, uh, uh-huh. ma'am, you din meal so. Uh-huh. Uh, meal so. Yo yo yo. And topic. then you have a set of uh, presentation that you give on a particular no, topic. No, but then there's a lot of training need analysis after uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So how does that? How does that work? The training need analysis. Sure. So with an organization, there are two or three things I do. If in a, if it's an organization that I worked with in the past. if it's an organization i understand there's no need for a very in-depth training need analysis mm-hmm. if it's a short 2 hour session i'm not going to go very deep mm-hmm. i will get the topics from the hr person or the learning and development person mm-hmm. somebody is going to tell me ma'am we need customer service this 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 mm-hmm. and i'm going to take it forward from just there just the basic stuff mm-hmm. a basic thing uh-huh. mm-hmm. but if an organization says we need 3 days of coaching or 3 days of training for all our people that's when my question register is going to open and i'm going mm. to ask you like a zillion questions mm-hmm. i want to know what's your organogram who are the people working mm. why are they doing what they are doing what are the things they are individually struggling with mm-hmm. where can i add value what are some of the topics that you really need to focus on mm-hmm. what are some of the topics that you can just let pass mm-hmm. some things mm-hmm. you have to let go mm-hmm. some things you really have to focus on and and handle very very delicately mm-hmm. so i work very strongly on understanding exactly what an organization needs mm-hmm. if it's going to be a longer training mm-hmm. also if an organization tells me there are five people you're training i work super hard in understanding who those five people are mm-hmm. because if a company is pulled out a smaller group for me they're looking at real impact and i work very hard with my research you won't believe but i've done this when companies say customer service i go as a mystery shopper into <laughs> their organization mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i go back ma khata kholnu porne samale aundena just to understand the feel just mm-hmm. to understand how things work so my research can be either a phone call can be a zoom call where i ask you questions for 40 45 minutes can be a questionnaire where i tell you to fill up where i tell everybody from the organization fill up what you feel about these particular communication issues communication problems or it could also be me going in as a mystery shopper into your bank into your office into your organization to see the feel i get there to see what i feel about it to see how i'm treated to see how they deal with me to see how good they are with the various methods and processes that they have mm-hmm. to carry out and that becomes the fundamental on which i customize my training sessions mm-hmm. here's the thing i have my team that works with me right mm-hmm. they go for every single session and they say ma'am customer service ma asti to yo 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 bhannu bhatsa aaj to yo 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 bhannu bhatsa it depends on the organization mm-hmm. what a bank needs in terms of customer service mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not what you need at all mm-hmm. so when somebody comes to buy let's say a suit they have a completely different requirement and a completely different way of dealing with customer service mm-hmm. in comparison to the a bank the demand in terms of training they are ekdam dere body raha chai is what you feel lagcha ho ho ani the ani do you feel like the the um, uh, the trainees banum na haina are they really interested in taking that training when it's compulsory in the co- in the banks and stuff like that it depends on organization to organization mm-hmm. what i feel really helps is if rather than telling everybody go for it either you hand pick and you cherry pick the people okay you you mm, you mm. are allowed to come for this training mm, you mm. you you have done very well so we want you to come for this training mm. then they are more receptive mm-hmm. what also really helps is if if somebody let's say from the hr or from the learning and development mm. department says that okay we're going to have this training mm. what are the things you want to learn mm. what are some of the skills that we can impart to you what would add value to you mm-hmm. and the topics come from them that's when they're a lot more receptive so over the years i've figured out how to mm. 
make this process work so that people are more on board with trading sessions. Yes, boy. Just like you said, that the corporate training, of course, it, there is a cost to it, right? Hmm. Right. You charge a hefty amount of money. Hefty rate. <laughs> <laughs> hefty rate. Reasonable. Reasonable. Okay. Reasonable. Okay. okay. Reasonable amount of money. But then. Uh, you know what like a lot of companies especially the startup ones right or maybe the company the uh, company who are struggling they would struggle in a lot of ways and might not be able to afford somebody like you right what would one advice be from you uh, going forward for them in terms of training they need to start somewhere right right because i have I've, a follow up question to I've that because i've had a yeah because mm-hmm. i've had a lot of struggles uh, before um especially in sales especially in uh, you know for personally maile afaile bolna lai pani manthe dekha ron thyo pahila pahila i had to do a lot of things uh, by myself mm-hmm. i had to put in the work by myself hunsa ni learn from different people but it took a lot of time for me there was multi mm-hmm. training hunsa bhanera pani thadina ra neither did i you know opt for um spending money to do that okay right because i didn't have enough money at at some point they situation ma bhako koi manche aile pani ta hola ni ta of course that person might need that training that you give um that will help him be a better communicator or you know improve on his um uh, you know personality at some point where would he start from yeah Okay that's Aina. a great Does question. he start from your videos? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say exactly. <laughs> subscribe gonola. <laughs> no. no no but then video matra herera to hudaina ta haina. Video ma tha ke huncha. How do they, uh, mentally jain kasari tela framework garni is something that I wanted to get out of you ke khas. Okay. Ekdam sasta sundar tikau euta ma option bhanu haina. To learn anything there has to be to to gain confidence in any skill I always talk about the KPF loop. Maile khaste yo naam afi nikaleko. Sounds fancier than it is, hai na? KPF loop. K knowledge. P practice. F feedback. Simple. Okay. Very nice. Training ma ke hunsa, atba coaching ma ke hunsa. Ma knowledge yani technical skills diratsu. Practice tapai mero agadi ubera das hajar choti garnu porsa, hai na? I make people do that. You will not believe how many models and Miss Nepal and Miss Universe contenders come to me, and I make them stand. I'm sitting like this, bana, and oh, wow. I make them do this six <laughs> hours, seven hours. Of course, uh-huh. there are times when I'm sitting on the floor in front of them, holding their feet because their feet are not, you know, their weight is not balanced properly. So I'll sit on the floor like that, and I'm like, okay, speak. I'm like this, okay, speak. You know, mm. I do things like that. So first is knowledge, which means technical skills. Mm. Second is practice, which means you have to keep on practicing. Mm. And the third is feedback, where I keep on giving you feedback, which helps you grow and understand and evaluate and change. Meru videos bata, atpa kune videos bata, ani kune book bata. Knowledge che paial noon sakhe. Knowledge turn nay available sa aja kudunia ma, hai na? What may not be available is somebody to handhold you as you practice and feedback on how you're performing. फेसबुक 
I don't know. <laughs> I put everything on YouTube. YouTube is like my archive. Uh-huh. Facebook is where I interact with people. LinkedIn mm. is where I love posting mm. the most. Posting. Mm. And Insta is the most amount of fun. So everything has its place, right? Mm. Na, mm. knowledge mm. linear bane jahan bata pani videos bata lena paayo. Matra mere kina dunya bari ko knowledge available sa. Mm. Practice che afi garnu parla. Feedback ko lagi. If you're a very small organization. ask your friends to help you give you feedback mm. tell people to evaluate you work with each other work with your friends coach each other see how you feel see the kind of responses you get when you communicate in a certain way so kpf loop sapai kura ma mero involvement required chaina afe gaira pani garna saknu huncha having said that let me also give you a little disclaimer here mm-hmm. i was invited on this um, idea studio nepal mm-hmm. you know they have this pitching round and i was yeah. judging two episodes of it mm-hmm. and uh, the second episode that i did where i was judging i loved two of the ideas that were pitched in front of us fabulous stuff very simple it's a cooperative where women get together and make achar mm-hmm. i love the products as well they gave us a little jar to mm-hmm. try and i tried mm-hmm. it love the product and i said you know i want to work with these guys i want to mentor them so um, i was told by the organization that it's not going to be like a paid monetary thing mm-hmm. said it doesn't matter i want to mentor them on their branding and i want to help them to brand themselves better because the packaging was very eh looking you know mm-hmm. what i mean there's just so much more that can be done why do you want to make it plasticky yellow cover tacko chap laga ko you know there's so much more that you can do <laughs> yeah, with it true. there's so much more mm. to brand that def- differently and make it a completely premium product so that you get a certain kind of money flowing in so they said okay we'll set you up in such a way that mentor them 3 months and then you get a certain part of the business okay mm. you know what i mean yeah, so like a very tiny bit of the equity but i think that makes sense because that also helps me to feel more invested in the product it's not just about the money it is about impact it is about doing something and getting equity so i'm working like that with a couple of companies right now and i think that's a great thing because i am the biggest cheerleader rooting for them to win and working with them very closely the work is yet to start in a very right way but yes we're getting there nice talking about feedback what do you think how are we doing <laughs> oh my god you guys are fun and entertaining <laughs> no seriously i was looking forward to this mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a great conversation so far and i don't want it to end anytime soon <laughs> oh that's good that's good because i have so many questions to ask you and too many curiosities let's go <laughs> so we've we talked about your profession your communication skills and training people and all those stuff right so has there ever been a day that you've been low <laughs> Sorry. I know. <laughs> okay. I know. Okay. Now she that you left, now is, that she, she left, the, she's the ultimate motivator. She's always motivated. <laughs> no. No. But, but no. for everybody, now can when you talk about motivation, there's a guy called Andrew Tate. Have you heard about him? And I'm We I'm have not, not heard about Andrew Tate. Come no, on. No, I'm okay. not even a motivational speaker at all. <laughs> at all, I'm a communication trainer. Yeah, exactly. No. That's where <laughs> I want our audience to be clear. She's not a motivation speaker. Of course, she's a TEDx speaker, but not motivational. Not speaker. at all. No, mm-hmm. because. Um, oh my God, no! It's a difference, right? There's, There's a, a difference. difference. There's a difference, but uh, I think a lot of people take you as a motivator. Your lifestyle uh, could be a motivation for a lot of people. That's chote kura ni, but I don't. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. This happened because of Facebook. Mm-hmm. This is the disfavor that Mr. Mark Zuckerberg did to me. Ke bhaya tha? On Facebook I put speaker. Mhm. Hai na? Facebook ma speaker ko option e chaina ke. Mm-hmm. They automatically motivational speaker banai din sa. 
But there are many other kinds of speakers. There are people who talk about different topics. Not everyone needs to be a motivational speaker to be a paid professional speaker on stage. And people need to understand that. So I'm not a motivational speaker. Having said that, do I have a bad day? Do I ever feel low? Yesterday, three of my friends treated me to smoothie bowl, chocolate and chips because I was having such a bad day. Three pieces of bad news, one after the other. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> this by the end of the day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I have that all the time. How do you pull yourself out yeah. of that situation? Because I I've talk. seen your posts. Yeah. They're pretty motivating. Mm-hmm. I think you talk a bit about uh, body shaming as well. Mm-hmm. And depression as well. Mm-hmm. You know, H- How do you sort of uh, you know, keep your mind into focusing on things that are positive? at amidst of all the negative things or or if you're struggling with your you know should i say it or not like the demons inside you ah, how yeah, do you cope how do you co- how do you cope with that okay it starts with chocolate <laughs> <laughs> sadly <laughs> now enough, we know <laughs> now we know mm-hmm. it starts with chocolate but it always proceeds to conversations it mm-hmm. always goes on to a level where we are talking and I talk to my friends. For me, words are my love language. You know, that's how I communicate mm-hmm, best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's always going to start with, okay, I need to talk to you. It's going to be a friend. It could be over dhedo, it could be over chocolate, it could be over a smoothie bowl, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a long conversation. It's going to be me sharing everything without a filter, uh, talking as if I'm talking to a wall, literally purging everything out there, making sure that my friend, whoever it is that I'm confiding in, gets to understand everything. Just that makes me feel very light. I also write a lot. Mm-hmm. When I'm feeling the lowest is when I'm going to write the most. Mm-hmm. I also realize this. I've been through rock bottom so many times. I've always pulled myself out of it. It's been work. It's been my profession. It's been my career. It's been anything that gives me joy. And in the midst of all the negativities, there's a four-question th- four formula that I follow, Right. We were talking about how I was robbed in Spain. Yes. Right? <laughs> Off I mean, the record it was. <laughs> now let's put it on record. That was another level of rock bottom. <laughs> that, 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 that was, that was, <laughs> oh my God. I land in Barcelona, uh, my best mm-hmm. friend and me. Sunny, beautiful morning. You know, birds chirping, nice blue skies. And before we reach the hotel, mm-hmm. right outside the airport, my passport, my phone and a bit of money goes. Right. There were people who came to you and took all of all of it from you. There was a group of five. Okay. We were followed. Very, very filmy. Huh? Very filmy. <laughs> we were followed. Uh huh. And after this following thing, somebody distracted my friend. I stood somewhere. Somebody took something out of my bag. It's a long story. Mm. I've heard the story. You've but please, heard this, please, right? Please, please go Damn. ahead. Yeah. Whatever. I was robbed, and I call up my mom. Right. First thing, mm. I'm like, "Mama, passport chori ho gaya." Right. And this is evening in Calcutta. She's there. She's like, so it's, Is it called Churi or Daket? <laughs> Daket. I said, Mama, passport Churi ho gaya, okay. right? And she's like, Koi baat nahi, beta, Think positive. Is to mm-hmm. Think positive. I am sitting Barcelona ko baato yeah, ma. Yeah, exactly. Land gaun bitike, phone gaoyo, passport gaoyo, illegal immigrant boys ke hai na. Mm-hmm. Ani paisa pani ali ali harayo and think positive. But then I realized at that point. Apart from this, I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Apart from the power of my mind, which I truly believe in, mm-hmm. I had nothing going for me at that point. And True. I'm like, now, this is the only thing that can help me. So I asked myself four questions. Mm-hmm. Question number one. You know, this point, I feel like 
it's like a train mm-hmm. that's got no brake and it's going downhill, downhill on the wrong path yeah. right you think so negative ab police sounds so malai samacha you so you you know your brain is processing things very wrongly there's no logic involved ji boy ko ban saina bhaku saina tar you thinking negative ni ani pure cheeks ekdam tato flushed jasto bhaira the people who stolen from you are standing in front of you threatening that okay hit me hit me and you know, all sorts of stuff it was very dramatic wow. very dramatic hai na ke ke bhatyo yo police station thyo police station ke 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 bhaya hami sanga i asked myself I need to calm myself down right now so that I start thinking in a different way. How can I calm myself immediately? That was the first question I asked my brain. Mm-hmm. My brain said eat something, have carbs, have chocolate, your body is craving that, mm-hmm. right? It releases a certain kind of enzyme or whatever or hormone or hormone or whatever it is helps you. I ate chocolate immediately in that moment, ali kata you feel calm. Mm-hmm. Question number 2. This has happened with you Mansi, but what are you still grateful for? even right now what are you even grateful at that for? situation even sitting in this bato uh-huh. outside this police station in barcelona what are you grateful for three I'm answers still alive. Uh-huh. i'm alive <laughs> right you're you're jailed abroad just the situation bahar sai na i'm alive mm. all my money hasn't gone uh-huh. and i'm in barcelona <laughs> you know what i mean okay. i've been waiting to be here and uh-huh. i'm here mm-hmm. so थ्री क्वेश्चन यो क्वेश्चन को आंसर तो आयो नी पोजिटिव कैफ में लेक्स्ट इफ ना दर्ड क्वेश्चन इज द वाइटल वन यो सीचुएसन में तिम्रो सट्टा तिम्रो बैनी भिम्मी कुन एडवाइस दिन्थ त इन दिस सीचुएसन व्हाट हैपन्स इज इफ आई आस्क माई सेल्फ व्हाट शुड आई डू राइट नाउ आई गोड मी लाइक एवरीथिंग इज ओवर देर नथिंग टू डू सीट ऑन द रोड क्राई Mm. but if you had received a call from your sister my younger sister mm. didi i'm stranded in barcelona without a passport what rock. advice yeah. would you give her yeah. our brain because we get caught up in our own emotions our brain oftentimes gives us the worst advice we reserve the worst advice for ourselves we reserve the best advice for the people who are vulnerable and dependent on us for my sister i'll always have the best most logical advice mm-hmm. so i asked myself if your sister was in this situation right now what would you tell her to do i would tell her go to the embassy get your papers done get an fir lodged figure out your temporary passport scene catch the next flight come back home be safe correct Exactly. my brain would never tell me that my brain was telling me hi hi karera bossa batoma right hmm. i did exactly that i did whatever paperwork needed to be done got my papers filed spoke to the embassy in portugal spoke to the embassy in madrid did whatever 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 went to the consular got a passport did everything over the next 3 days right and then what did i learn from this situation fourth that was the fourth question hmm. right or 2 years later when you look back how would you like to remember this situation and it's been 3 and a half years now mm-hmm. and i remember that situation as rock bottom but also a situation which helped me file in my head that i'm actually a lot stronger than i make myself out to be and my brain has infinite capacity if i allow it and if i ask it the right questions so i think that any negative situation when you look at it like this and when you process it like this mm-hmm. your perception to it changes and the way you deal with it and the strength you allow yourself to deal with it changes completely and that changes the outcome basically channeling the uh, the energy that you're getting into Absolutely. something else right four questions mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. train your mind and allow your body to follow yes. 
Right? So basically, whenever you're in <laughs> trouble, rather than thinking all the troubles for yourself, you have to think like you're advising somebody. Absolutely. Right. We're so, all good agony aunts. Right. 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 What so, agony? What agony, agony aunts? aunts? What does that mean? What somebody that mean? you go to for advice, mm. like uh, uh, uh. dear agony aunt, meru life ma yo yo boy, okay, garumda. You give great advice when people mm. ask you for advice, mm. but when it comes to yourself, you generally don't give yourself the best advice. Mm. Okay? Uh. But when you start thinking outside your body, when you start thinking, yo situation ma baini baie baane ma koon advice dinte hola. you automatically come mm. up with better ideas mm. damn yeah, th- that was good right <laughs> that was good. that's that's like a next time next time if i'm in a in a negative situation i'm going to think just like that see mm. yeah yeah but yeah, you can start nice. with chocolate Uh, of course first <laughs> does that work only with ladies <laughs> <laughs> for me for me it's chocolate it's uh, it's the end of everything yes i think okay. for men it's more like whiskey yes uh, <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> for me for me chocolate always always right, right, yeah. right now i had done a little bit of research and i found out you also did stand up We're not going to talk about this. No, 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 no. <laughs> Your research is khatarnak research. You, you, and you, I want do to you remember? Do no, you remember? No, 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 no. Now we no, are going to see exactly the... Where we're are, we, are we looking at a stand-up video at some point? Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> oh my God. Embarrassing. It's the kind of stuff you do. Um, oh, why are we talking about this? Because <laughs> I found out. I found out. I, 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 never, I never knew. Is there a video no? on YouTube nah, about it? No, 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 no. There's somewhere. There's, there's somewhere. somewhere. Something. I think uh, it's better to hear from Mansi herself. Isn't oh, okay. It? No, I was very. I was very smart at cleaning up my tracks. I thought. Oh, I well. don't think there should be videos. Did anymore. you remove all the videos of you yes. doing stand up? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there's still an no archive. You don't want any, anybody to remember. <laughs> I know one person who has videos. Uh-huh. I asked him for a video recently because I lost my copies as well. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. He said, "Pothai din su," and I'm like, "Thik sa na pothai na pani hunsa." So I'm not. No, I was very bad. So you were basically But trying out. Uh, I was trying things. out. Yeah, yeah, I was trying yeah. out stuff, yeah. and I realized just how unfunny I am. <laughs> and um, I was like, "Yeah, not my scene." And mm-hmm. I think stand up works on spontaneity, mm-hmm. and stand up works on. you know just being willing to open yourself up in such a way that you can say anything and get away with mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but for what i do my day job as mm-hmm. a corporate trainer as a coach doesn't allow me that kind of freedom mm-hmm. right so i wanted to sort of preserve that and i'm just not that person i'm non funny but then do you think like um, people are really shaped up to become a comedian or shaped up to become a, a politician yeah you know what i mean You can't train somebody to be a politician, can you? Or can can you train somebody to become a, a comedian, for that matter? So, are we talking right. about nature versus nurture mm. here? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good question. Last week, I met Dr. Samir Mani Dixit, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh-huh. genetics, right, scientist, and I asked him, "Dai, what do you think? Like, like we have our own perception on whether somebody is born a certain way or somebody becomes a certain way because of the environment. Uh-huh. Is it genes or is it the environment? Is it nature or is, is it, it nurture? Is it a little bit of both?" Yeah, that's what exactly think? what he told me. Uh-huh, he uh-huh. said, "If you have a genetic predisposition, a genetic likelihood of doing something, the chances you will do it are higher. But unless you find the conducive environment, you won't do it. Mm-hmm. So, if you're born to a family of smokers or drug addicts, genetically you're predisposed to doing that. But if you go and you live in a family where you've never been exposed to cigarettes, you may not do it at all. So, uh-huh. genes, according to him." play 80% of a role and your environment and your situations play mm. 20% of a role 
I'm not sure whether I agree with that ratio or not, but mm. I would definitely say it's a mix of both. So when I think about myself, I'm unfunny. What do I do? There's no mm. way to something. Can you learn your way on uh, to become a become become a be politician or a, or a comedian? Oh, Can that's a great nurtured? question. Can it be nurtured? So let me give you an example of Shelly Basnet. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You know, her? comedian. Yes. Seven yes. summits. Seven summits. Uh-huh. And then yes. comedian, right? Yes. She's naturally funny. Mm. She's na- Seema Golcha. Naturally oh, yeah. funny. Unbelievably mm. funny, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with her, with her Instagram stories, there's always this, like, I'm like, Seema Di, how? Like, how do you, how you think of stuff, uh, stuff yeah, like yeah. this? Like, how does mm-hmm. this work? Mm-hmm. How does your brain process stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So she's naturally funny. So she has that inbuilt, innate sort of talent, that mm-hmm. raw talent, she mm-hmm. has it. Yet, I'm sure they've put in work on how to write on to writing better, them, yeah. how to frame your punches better, how mm-hmm. to time your punches better, how to verbalize a certain thought that you have. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some level of talent. That 10,000 hours into it. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly, oh, I right? believe in 10,000 hours, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. That is something that I'm truly, truly a firm believer of. You have to put in your 10,000 hours. How much of a book reader are you? I used to be a very <laughs> avid reader as a kid. Uh-huh. Got back to reading solidly into 2000, no, in 2020, 2021. I, I think like books like really shapes up Huge. somebody's somebody's mindset yes. and try makes you um, sort of know yourself better at some point. You know what I mean? Like you might have that raw talent within you, but then when you are learning, when you are researching and when you are going into books, you sort of figure it out, figure it out in yourself, whether you're interested in that or not. Yeah? It's like, you know, reading books gives you a realization. I'm not a book reader. Eh? I'm a book listener. Really. <laughs> Tick, sir. It's a great way to spend time with somebody mm. who's smarter than you. Just to like, okay? uh, somebody who's of written course. a book, let's say, has done research on something. Uh, let's say, let's name a book, any book, mm. any any book, know. right? Uh, Dale Carnegie, maybe. Okay, like Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Okay. Or mm. maybe, let's say, Indu Sundaresan, who's my favorite author. Uh-huh, okay. uh, she writes about the Mughal era. Right, uh-huh, okay. so it's fiction, but it's based on historical fee- people, right? Uh-huh. So I love her books. So when you're actually reading her books, look at the kind of research she's put into understanding mm. that, and you understand how her brain functions as well, how the brains of the people she talks about functions as well. So you get so many ideas, and a great book, I think, is one that makes you question, mm-hmm. that makes you do things, that makes you think about yourself and introspect a lot. What do you, what do you think about like self-help books? Is it, is it, is it, is it's a different, yeah, of different course, it's type a different of book, genre. genre book. It's a different yeah. genre. But then what, up, what about like a self-help book? What would you suggest? Or what is your favorite one? What is my favorite one? <laughs> the 5am club. Oh, very stereotypical, <laughs> very cliche. Yeah. Okay. Read it? Yeah. Did you do okay. anything Listen, about it? <laughs> I tried it. I tried it, but... I will promise uh, you one thing. It's a game changer. Order? It's a game changer. The okay. 5am club. I, I haven't read it. Do you still wake up at 5am? Who's, who's the author again? Robin Sharma. Okay. Yeah. The oh, I mean, I've read a lot of self-help. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite would be that. Okay. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, cliched, very, very typical. But I love that book. Uh-huh. I think it's amazing. It mm-hmm. And mo- I did it for a very uh-huh. long time and it helped. Sorry. It, it motivates you at some level. You want to do it, but just doesn't get into me. Yeah. <laughs> when I did it for 100 days straight, mm-hmm. so many things changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm desperate to do I, it again. I, 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 I will definitely try. So I am out of topic here. 
<laughs> I, I don't know what you guys are talking about because I don't know about the book. But anyway, I'll, I'll make sure I go home and read yeah. it at least here. Of course, yeah. you were reading that book, no, Astina? The, uh, the Power of Habits. Power of Habits. The Positive Mindset. Deep Work. I love Deep Work. I love Deep Work. I like that. Deep Work gives you a different sense of work. It's just so simple. He went only like... Five pages deep. <laughs> Not deep into the book. Not deep enough into the book, clearly. So yeah, talking talking about deep work, kind of. Uh, I, I have a habit which is forgetting. A very bad habit. And a lot of people suggest me you should write in a diary. Whatever your journals, write a diary or your daily schedule. Kids or diary. Now what happened is... One of my friends bought me a diary as well. Timi Ismagoro, you make sure you write whatever is happening so that you don't forget. They called me a diary. Then you forgot the diary. <laughs> <laughs> then I forgot I had a diary. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Yeah, then I forgot I had a diary. Uh-huh. I know. So, similarly, deep book meant this day, boy. So, I went about <laughs> 20 pages and then I forgot I had the book. <laughs> He couldn't get deeper into deep work because he forgot he had that book. Great. Okay. Good. That's yes. So my another curiosity is from whatever you're doing at the moment, right? The world knows you as a communication coach or a TEDx speaker or anything. Deep down for yourself, you're a mother, you're a wife, you're a sister, and you're also a communication coach and you have a profession. How would you like to be addressed? In hindsight, mm-hmm. sadly, mm-hmm. I get a lot of my self-identity through my work. Mm. Okay? Mm. I was having this conversation with a friend who's mm-hmm. also a life, a life coach. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I said, okay, she's like, what makes you really happy when I'm on stage, when mm. I'm speaking? Mm. What makes you feel alive mm. when I have a mic in my hand? Mm. People are listening. Who are you? I'm a trainer. Mm. What do you love to do? Train. Not once did I say, oh, I love it when I'm with my son. I mean, I do love it. But that honestly is, is I don't know if I sound harsh as I say this, but for me, work gives me more joy than anything else. Mm. Work that mm. I love gives me more joy than anything else. And she realized that a lot of people, everyone has like an internal sort of a compass, right? Mm-hmm. Something that guides you, something that makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. My internal compass is very career-based. Mm-hmm. My internal compass, my self-worth, my self-identity, mm-hmm. whether it's a good thing or a bad, mm-hmm. I draw a lot of it through my work. So when I describe myself or who mm-hmm. am I, mm-hmm. I am a very genuine person mm-hmm. who loves communicating with people, would be my answer. Mm-hmm. Not Amazing. a mom. That's Amazing. secondary, maybe. I asked that question wow. because... Uh, <laughs> It's not a you know, good answer. No, it's, it's not an impressive enough answer, just to like, sir. But, oh, well, but then you're I, very I passionate about what you do, right? I love so, what I do. So I think I think that uh, makes sense. You know, whenever you know she I mean? says it's not a good answer, I go back to that video. She's trying to reverse psychology me into this. No. <laughs> so I, I only ask that question because um, a lot of people they're working hard, they're doing everything that they can for their career, they're for a job but sometimes people tend to lose their identity like they question themselves like am i really happy mm. what, what, am I doing? what the hell am i doing when i still right i i have fame but am i happy i have name i have money i have what is your happiness happy. mantra 
So you seem to be very yeah. happy. I'm really yeah. happy. Yeah, exactly. Most days, uh-huh. mm-hmm. not yesterday, but most. I think days. I think that is what matters. Yeah? Right. I know most what days you need to be happy. Sad day, yeah. yeah. sad day, if you are happy for like let's say fifty percent or more, then that is. Oh, a, I'm happy eighty-five percent just mm-hmm. to last summer. That's oh. amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. That's amazing. I'm eighty-five percent. What is your mm-hmm. happiness mantra then? I. Om sumai namo. Okay, okay. No, no, we had astrologer so, Raj come in uh, the no, other day, and, and that was his uh, way of saying like how you can how you can focus on to uh, things. A mantra yeah. that he gave us was Om Sum Sumai Nama. Oh no, sorry, I'm not yeah. not into astrology yeah. at all. He's, he's given, he's given uh, 12 mantras, I think, uh, for no, no, one horoscope. No, no, mantras for seven days. No, no, twelve mantras. Hey, no, 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 for, for the uh, 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 yeah, yeah, so hor- so uh, uh, all hor- the horoscopes. So well mantras and right? do you take your there there are a few yeah, many mantras that he has given in the podcast mm-hmm. it's releasing soon I know. I'll watch that episode <laughs> uh-huh. and I'll try and follow that as well mm-hmm. but for me happiness really is about being extremely mindful mm-hmm. of focusing on things that I enjoy mm-hmm. you know the opposite of happiness is not sadness Huh? The opposite of happiness is not sadness that's that's mm-hmm. a bit of lies mm-hmm. the opposite of happiness is not having enough engaging things to keep you going hmm. you know when on a day when you feel sad when do you know okay damn when you're happy <laughs> completely yeah but don't you don't, yeah exactly don't you understand true, what true, i'm true, saying true, like true. let's mm-hmm. say right now i'm happy see my face i'm genuinely happy i'm having this conversation with you guys mm. yesterday i wasn't happy bad news bad news bad news as a result of which i was languishing in bed all day I was literally lying down like this. Oh my God! Everything's about to get over. Mm. It's not because I was sad. It's because there was nothing like this to keep me going. Mm. You know, the opposite of happiness is not sadness. The opposite of happiness is not having something that excites you every day. When there's something that exciting you on a day-to-day basis, when I focus only on those things that excite me, I'm happier. So for me today happiness could be a chocolate cake because that's exciting me. Today happiness could be talking to you fabulous people. Mm-hmm. Happiness could also be being on stage speaking to people. Mm-hmm. So happiness is doing things that excite you. Mm-hmm. That there's a bit of challenge involved, there's a bit of rush involved. There's something you're working towards that's involved. Mm-hmm. For me that is happiness. So I focus, I try my best to weed out from my life anything that does not fulfill this criteria and I don't work on that. Then again, you said uh, communication is your way to distress or happiness. Mm. Let's say happiness mm. as well. So, talking about communication, has it ever happened that when you talk to a friend or your audience, even when you go for a training, have you been mistaken or what do you say? I don't know. I'm misunderstood. Misunderstood or mistaken by the words that you say or the sentences or the phrase that you. Thankfully, ऑडियंस में तो भाषा है ना करियरे सकी आती हो जी है ना है ना नो नो शी ट्रेन्स कम्युनिकेशन एंड इफ शी कैन नॉट कम्युनिकेट वेल नो नो व्हाट आई एम सेइंग इज शी ट्रेन्स बट द पीपल हु आर कमिंग टू अटेंड हर ट्रेनिंग दे माइट नॉट हैव एन हैव एन अंडरस्टैंडिंग लेवल सो देन इट्स माय फॉल्ट आई हैव टू स्पीक एट देयर लेवल नो बट यू वुडंट नो देयर इज 200 पीपल दैट यू ट्रेन राइट देयर इज वन पर्सन हु वुडंट अंडरस्टैंड व्हाट यू आर ट्राइंग टू शो you know relay okay so here's the thing two different thoughts mm-hmm. firstly when i'm going in for a coaching or uh, for a coaching session a training session or a speech it is my job mm-hmm. to figure out who i'm speaking to mm-hmm. what their mindset is mm-hmm. what is the age group mm-hmm. what is the demographic mm-hmm. how many people will there be what is their background what is their education level mm-hmm. that's my job mm-hmm. as a speaker 
mm-hmm. i have to know that no matter what i want to say whether it's hostile mm-hmm. or whether it's for the audience it doesn't matter mm-hmm. i have to say it in a way that they understand best so my job would firstly be to do research on the audience mm. yes there will be that one guy who's going to be like ma'am but i don't agree and that's fine <laughs> that's fine it's happened two or three times yeah. it's happened once in an organization uh-huh. where his manager ultimately said listen you are just wasting time what you're talking is complete lon- nonsense mm-hmm. you're not understanding what she's saying please let's talk about this during the break don't mm-hmm. waste everybody's time you had to See, say that yeah yeah the yeah. manager has done that yeah. once ek choti to mosanga bhat so hai na but these things every crowd member says in a mind is every ma hudena thank god every ma hudena kune kune ma hunsa mosanga teen choti to yon sir to hunsa but then you have to know how to grab their attention you have to know how to speak to them that's a technique on its own of course of course engaging an audience that's not mm-hmm. interested in the topic is something that you have to be extremely conscious about mm-hmm. but that you do through storytelling that you do through a lot of other tools to engage audience mm-hmm. members how you stand where you These stand these are all very technical ekdam technical aunsa tara hunsa hai na having said that if i am not prepared there's no way i'll be able to do that mm-hmm. i need to study my audience much before i go up on stage mm-hmm. right tyo euta kura hunsa have i been misunderstood yes I think very fast. I process information super duper fast. So sometimes I say things that go but 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 I actually oh, mean it in a particular way, right? Mm. But that I do not do on stage. That I do not do when I train. But with my friends, I just expect them to understand. So yesterday I was having a conversation with this friend and I said, "Listen, I may not always be the nicest person in the room, but I'll always try to do good. Mm. Nice is being pleasant. Hello, how are you? It's such a beautiful day. Mm. Good is Raj, you need to do this." get this mm. done mm. are you understanding the difference mm. yes. so because i am from the corporate background because i'm such a taskmaster mm. everything is about getting stuff done meeting goals reaching deadlines i don't always have to be very pleasant and very nice mm. i can be very straightforward sometimes in in smaller groups maybe with my friends maybe mm. with people that i'm very close to because i want to be good to you and get this done mm. so i don't mm. always believe in being nice good is more important so captivating getting, getting more insights on mm-hmm. things so yeah. I, i just wanted to ask about the training training uh, people that you train and then mostly with your friends that mm-hmm. you've been mistaken because most of the times what hurts is when your friends mistake you mm-hmm. right it hurts the most because you wouldn't have been you know you, you have been in a lot of those situation haven't you <laughs> lately <laughs> <laughs> that is his problem he says mm-hmm. something but uh, like his mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. that being me <laughs> sadly <laughs> <laughs> his friends <laughs> we misunderstand his uh, way of saying it that, that right? happens a lot of times that so, happens yeah. a lot of lot of times that's, that's why on I, him uh, yeah that's, that's why always, that's on you bro <laughs> that's always on the speaker unfortunately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have to show you the mirror yeah, yeah. and i want to be the i can i'm okay mm-hmm. with being the evil person in this mm-hmm. conversation no you being good <laughs> being good that's on you right if people misunderstand you mm-hmm. it's generally on you it's mm-hmm. your fault mm-hmm. we have to because sometimes some people myself included mm-hmm. i process things faster just to pani lagcha than some friends or some people maybe hai na mm-hmm. and i say things like if i have to just like okay listen this needs to be done let's get this done let's move on especially under pressure i work under a lot of crazy deadlines sometimes things don't come out right having said that i am smart enough and i'm not going to use the word humble I'm going to say I'm smart enough the moment I realized I made a mistake I'm going to be the first person that say I'm so sorry that didn't come out right I'm extremely okay with that mm. and this mm. doesn't happen with everyone with me it happens with exactly two people but it happens all the time with those two people and oh, I'm wow. always like okay sorry 
आई मेस्ट अप लेट्स टॉक क्लोजेस्ट वन्स इट कम्स आउट विद द क्लोजेस्ट वन्स एकदम क्लोज आते हैं दुई जना संग मात्र हुन्छ लेटली मसँग पनि दुई तीन पटक भइसक्यो त्यो भएर बट आई हैव ऑलवेज बीन आई एम सॉरी आई डिडन्ट मीन इट लाइक दैट दैट्स हाउ इट केम आउट बट यू हैव टू हैव दैट लेवल ऑफ अंडरस्टैंडिंग आई गेस एंड आई एम श्योर यू डू एंड बट इफ समबडी मिसअंडरस्टैंड्स अस मोस्टली इट्स ऑन अस राइट यू शुड वर्क ऑन दैट ब्रो I'm working on that bro. We'll, we'll, I'll work we'll, on that too bro. I we'll, I I I, no, I, no, no. I also have to admit ki like I have also come across a little off beat no, I, lately I, I, in I, different I, things. I think I'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. call Mansio for one on one. Yo to this ka answer is simple hua. Now just I mean you you just have to have that sense of realization and just mm. be like I I apologize for this situation let's mm. work this out. Right so right right. I think we have right, come right. to the end of the yeah, uh, almost, show almost right. Yeah. So on a final note mm-hmm. okay I want uh, what I wanted to ask was one a quote that you live by okay? and I'm a very big believer of life quotes right a quote that you always live by and that has always anchored you to a to in any situation that you have come across okay that's, any <laughs> that's a great question because uh, I don't have a tattoo okay I'm very scared of like like needles and getting pricked I don't have a mm-hmm. tattoo but if I were ever to get a tattoo this is what I'm going to get tattooed on me mm-hmm. and it's a three word quote i don't know who said it I, i don't even know how i got it did i think of it did i read it i don't know it's just been with me forever don't tell me it's kpf <laughs> kpf is cool but there it's not three, kpf there are three letters not words bro the, the, but there the are knowledge words to it practice but and feedback <laughs> there are okay. words to it Tara, anyway it relates to some way no and my three word quote is alchemy is real that's exactly what says in your website You saw that, right? Of course I did. Yeah. You you've actually done this research seriously. I'm impressed, <laughs> genuinely impressed. You inspire me daily, so of course. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Thank you, but no, alchemy is real, mm-hmm. you know. Now let me just give you a bit of background because not everyone gets it without that. Unfortunately, yeah. this is one of those quotes that needs to be explained, explained a bit. Yeah. Mm. So chemistry is science. We know it as science, you know, you mix this, this boom, this will happen or that will mm. happen. But before chemistry there was a science that is now regarded as a pseudo science called alchemy mm-hmm. and alchemists made famous by paulo kilo mm-hmm. alchemists were people who were just looking for formulae and for methods and for ways to convert anything into gold okay so alchemists wanted to do that mm. of course with time people started thinking eh alchemy is nonsense you can't convert pani into gold cat into gold you can't convert glass into gold it doesn't work like that So alchemy was disregarded as a pseudo science and chemistry became the science that we all studied in school. Mm-hmm. But here's my thought. I believe and I truly believe alchemy is real. Every one of us, we don't really know it, but we have the potential to turn ourselves into gold no matter who we are, no matter what we do. My life and I kid you not, have I don't know how well you've stalked me, but if you go back to 2007-8 and you see some of my pictures on facebook you won't recognize me because i don't recognize me on a fundamental cellular biological level i don't feel think look or behave like that person at all anymore which means that over the last few years i have been able to transform my life change my life i'm not gold yet but i want to get there someday my version of gold i believe alchemy is real because everyone can transform can change every situation can change and we can all be the gold we want in our lives amazing. i'm speechless bro <laughs> amazing paise nikalo damn so yeah before before the show ends 
I have a question. This is what I ask to every guest. So is there something that you would uh, tell the audience or entrepreneurs or youths that you have to learn by failing here? You cannot just learn this. You have to fail to learn this so that you have a better perspective of this. Two things you have to learn. You learn only by failure. Mm -hmm. Humility are. and just how insignificant you are. Hmm. And work ethic. Doesn't come otherwise. Humility and work ethics. How insignificant you are. Aaj mala lagta, oh, I'm so cool, you know, la la la. Nothing. Nothing. What cool? It takes very little time for people, especially in today's world, to become irrelevant. Very little time. You could be the best actor, the best cricketer, the best footballer. Don't perform seven times, people start forgetting about you. That sense of humility comes only if you know exactly how insignificant you are. And that comes with failure. With person, with somebody who's been succeeding one after the other, after the other, after the other, that level of humility is never there. I know that until I show up, suit up, stand up every single day, I'm irrelevant completely, 100%, which is what comes with failure. So much of failure, so much of struggle. So humility for sure and a strong work ethic. I know that if I'm not going to be responsive, if I'm not going to show up, if I'm not going to do the things I promised to do, things are not going to work at all. It comes with failure. Great. That's very deep. So for very me, deep. For, deep. for me, actually, you know what I'm taking away mm -hmm. from Ansi? Mm -hmm. Besides mm -hmm. all those uh, communication mm -hmm. skills, mm -hmm. wake up, suit up, and show up. Every right. single day. Every, every single, single day. day, right? Because <laughs> alchemy is real. That's, that just sums up everything. Right, right, All right. Thank right. you so much, Mansi, for doing this with us. Thank you so much. I truly enjoyed this conversation. I, you know, I, I could listen to you all day. You know, the more you listen, we should do this again. Yeah, yeah. We should do this again. I mean, more often. Right. More often. I mean, I'm always in. I invited you. <laughs> I mean, I mean. So, you know, the more you listen to her, like, <laughs> 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 on that note, I love you.